All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is June 29th, 2023, and week 230. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. Program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it says God will provide. So without any pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it and learn how to apply these things learned to our daily lives. So, Minister of the Hour, Minister Tony Banks. Thank you, man. Let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you first and foremost for how you blessed us, how you watched over us, how you kept us, Lord, how you continue to uh, just pour out things upon us, Lord, how you continue to keep us in our right minds, Lord, how you continue to protect us and keep us safe, Lord, uh, even though you've allowed certain things to happen to protected us and so lord we thank you first and foremost lord we're asking that you would continually be with us that you would be in our midst in this bible study lord that you would uh, open our eyes to things help us to understand things help us to see things help us to think uh in a new way lord help us to see things your way the way that truly matters lord we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So, God, and every one of you, I do apologize that we are running. Uh, we're about 10 minutes or close to 10 minutes at least uh, late before we got started. So, I do apologize for that. Um, nevertheless, we are here. Uh, now, I had intended on talking about something different. I'm on God's schedule. And so I, you know, I was just kind of meditating and thinking about the direction I should go in. And I feel led to go into a different direction. And so I'm doing my best to be obedient, uh, no matter what things I had had thought about and intended to do. Um, None of it matters, you know, if God wants me to go elsewhere. Um, I think about Peter and how he was on the rooftop praying and the Bible declares that he would have eaten, but the food was not, not yet ready. And so uh, God began to deal with him and show him some things. Look, his mind was on eating. Uh, that's what his plan was, but God had a different plan. And God wanted to show him some things uh, for the next mission that uh, go on. And so I, I just use that example just to say, you know, God changes things. Uh, we we think uh, as people, we, we plan out a lot of things. We plan out our lives. We plan out where we want to live. We plan out what we want to do tomorrow, what we want to do next week. But God has a different plan oftentimes uh, that we did not plan. And so, you know, I, I want to be in God's will. I want to follow his plan, uh, regardless of my own, my own plan, regardless of whatever, whatever I might think. 
I thank God first and foremost just for this opportunity because one thing I do know, I don't know a lot, but I do know God has blessed me. Uh, I do know he has blessed me to have a mind to desire his word. You know, I, I want to know the truth, uh, know what God said. Not, I don't want to know what, I, I don't want it to be what I think. I don't want it to be what I feel or what I believe. No, I want it to be what God truly says, what God wants me to believe. And so I feel that if we all develop that 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 way of thinking, uh, we would be all on the right track. And so we're talking about God providing. You know, <laughs> so much joy, so much peace, so much happiness. Regardless, this this broadcast is called Joy in the Midst of the Storm because there's always problems. There's always trials and tribulations. There's always uh, things that we've got to or correct on the fly. There's always things coming out of nowhere, it seems. But you know, this program is called Joy in the Midst of the Storm. For the, for the sole purpose that we can still have a reason to be thankful, that we have a reason to be appreciative. It does not matter how we feel. You know, so often we operate as people off of how we feel in the current moment. See, sometimes when we get into church or, or any phase of life, we can just be waking up out of bed. It, it depends feel, how we talk to other people how we interact with each other. It's based on a feel. Somebody said, you must have woke up on the wrong side of the bed. They're saying that because the feel is off about you. Our attitude is bad. Our, our behavior is just, is uh, in a way that, that we would, in the way that we would be if everything were happy. See, it's about a feeling for us a lot of times. But you know, if we can get to the place, it's not about how I feel. That's the place God is trying to get us to, to, to be joyous, regardless of if we're tired. If I have not had any sleep in the last two days, if I haven't had any food, if I'm hungry, I've been working all day, I've been doing this all day, I've been studying, I've been reading, I've been whatever it is that I've been doing, I've been sick all However it is that we're feeling, if we can get to the place where we still have joy. See, this is where God really wants to take us, to where we have joy, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what aches and pains are in our body, regardless of how much money is in our bank account, regardless of the situation going on at our homes. Regardless of what's happening in our marriages, what's happening happening in our family, I'm saying we should be happy about things that are wrong, that are going wrong, things that aren't going the way we anticipate. But what I am saying is we should still have joy about life, joy about being in God's army, on in God's team, on God's team. But we're playing for the winning team if we're on God's side. We have to have joy, no matter what. 
because we can come on here every day, not just Thursday. We can get on here every day, and I believe everyone ha- can. Everyone out there can say the same thing. We can come on live. We can come on FaceTime. We can come on whatever every single day and complain, moan and groan and mope around. God has been too good to us. I know we've got stuff that we can complain about. We can murmur about. It's time for God's people to have some joy about something. There's something that you currently have that somebody wants. If it's nothing but being saved, but being on God's side, if it's nothing else but that, see, anybody out there listening right now, God is working on you. I know he is, because why else would you be listening to this? Why else would you be listening? See, God is working on you. This is something that a lot of people out there do not have. So many people are, even if they're going to churches, they're just sitting there, not even focused, not even listening. If you ask them afterwards, you know, what did y'all talk about? They'll say, uh, I don't know. What What are we really getting out of these things if we're not actively engaging? This is the reason. This is part of the reason why we ask you guys. Hey, ask questions, comment, like these videos, and interact with us. These things will help you just as much as they help us. So I thank God first and foremost. Look, I have joy. I don't care what problems I have, and I'm telling you, I can tell you so many. Because I truly understand that God has been good to me. He blessed me. I won't go on and home. I will say this one thing. You know, years ago, I remember being in a place where I felt I was going to die. I remember being in that place, being sick, being a feeling I'm going to die, turning to all the doctors, spending all of my money. Turning to this direction, that direction, hoping for some type of answers, but I never found any except until I turned to God. By His grace, that I'm still here. So, so I, I understand. But it's God that's keeping me here. It's God. I understand He can take me out. You know, God has, has laid death on my heart. On today, I'm thinking thinking about death. I'm not saying I'm about to die. I'm not saying you're about to die. But I know God placed just the thought of death on my heart. See, is God doing these things? He's trying to tell us something. And continue on with him. He'll help us to understand. See, it's time for us. We do a lot of playing. We do a lot of, uh, my wife and I, we were talking about wasting time. We do a lot of wasting time. But you know, it's time for us, for the lost time. Look, if you, if you wake up late, it's time to make up for lost time, even as we were late coming to this Bible study. Now it's time for us to make up for lost time. There's certain things we just can't do. Look, if, if you wake up, if you wake up late in the morning, 
if I if I have things uh, the way I would like them, if I wake up with enough time, look, I'll take my time getting out of bed, might look at my phone a little bit, might get me some breakfast, might do this, might do that. But, you know, if I'm late, look, I'm skipping breakfast. I'm skipping this. I'm sk- I can wait on. It. Now I've got to wait on. it. This is the hour that we're in. It's time for us to make up for some lost time. There's so much that we don't know that God wants us to know. We made so many poor decisions throughout our lives. All of us smart people, people we went to college, we did this, we did that, we've got certificates, we've got diplomas, we've gotten job promotions, we've gotten job offers, we've gotten so much. And we've still made a lot of mistakes. It's time for us, God, learn from these mistakes. This is why we should have joy. God wants better for us. He wants better for us. We do not have to continue to stay in the same condition we've been in. God wants us to have joy. So right now, I might have had some issues, but there's still a reason to have joy. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be down and out. We don't have to mope around. We don't have to be upset. We don't have to feel all of these emotions. Look, it's natural. But it's time. Regardless of what's going on, it's time for God's people to truly have joy. Not operate on how we feel in the moments. We're all human. I get it. It happens. It's happened to me too many times. But I have to remember in the midst of every storm. You know, I mentioned it, I don't know how long ago, uh, maybe a week or two. You know, I'm looking at what God is doing. I, I want to know what God is doing. Look, I, I said, we look at each other all the time. wonder what this person has going on, what this person is doing, what they're working on. We wonder about all these other people, but why don't we wonder about God this way? Why don't we want, what is God doing? Where are we going to start looking around to see God? I'm looking at these fires going on in Canada, these wildfires. You know, doing some research, I found out that this is the worst fire in Canada's history. Now, according to their history, according to what we know, claiming this is the worst one. See, I'm, I'm looking at this wondering, what is God doing? I heard the person say that lightning struck and started a fire. And the fire is still going. Lightning. See, I've, I've been in my car. I've been driving. I've been standing outside. I've seen lightning strike many times. But I didn't see it strike and start a fire. But I heard the reporter say that lightning struck and a fire started and it's still going. See, I'm wondering, what is God doing? What is he trying He's trying to show us something. He's showing us his power. He's showing us there's some things he can do that nobody else can do. There's some things he can start that nobody else can stop. There's some things he can stop that nobody else can stop. 
put us in one place. He said, look, if he opens the door, no man can shut it. See, tonight I want to deal with God. Look, he will provide. If he opens a door for you, nobody else can shut it. He will provide. But we must get into a place where we're looking for him because we are looking. Lord Jesus, we're looking for everything. Whatever, look, we're looking for a, a car. People are looking at, man, that's a nice car right there. We're looking at the nice home. Video game, we're looking at uh, the, the women. We're looking at the men. We're looking at everything under the sun. But who's looking for God? He wants you to see something. He wants you to see something. So let's move to Genesis chapter 22, I believe verse. God will provide. Genesis 22 and 8. Let's see what that says, man. Let me get it. All right. And before I read that, I just wanted to read uh, these few comments. Um, let's see. Cynthia, Kim, and uh, Rosie all say praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you guys. Um, Kim also says God provides constant love and care. He also provides us with the necessary discipline in order to bring correction to our spiritual life. He chastises, he chastises those that he loves. That's true. Um, Casey says, amen. And Kiara also says, there are reports that came out today saying that the earth has tilted by 31 inches. Water use. And I did not know that. So um, thank you guys for the comments. And thank you for tuning in. Um, so Genesis chapter 22 and verse 8. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Abraham said unto his son, God will provide himself. You know, thank you guys, as Melvin said. Thank you guys for tuning in. I did not know about the earth tilting. Um, I have to look into that. But God is trying to show us some things. He's trying to show us. Some, you know, even as I mentioned, the fires going on in Canada, people will look at that and say, well, what is people that don't live in Canada will say, what does that have to do with me? See, we've got this attitude about us, uh, sadly, that we don't care about what's happening to someone else. And sometimes we don't realize those things affect us also. See, these fires are spreading into, into the United States. They spread into Europe. I'm sure they probably spread it spread somewhere else too. I've got uh, friends, brothers in Christ, I've talked to up north that have told me about just the the air thing, how the color, the discoloration in the atmosphere. These things are affecting us too. It's only so long that we can breathe in toxic material. For it has an adverse effect on us. These things affect us. Look, there's going to come a day where God will cause the fires to spread. The Bible talks about how the sun, the sun will be darkened. Not even the sun could give off his light just because of how much smoke is resulting from these fires. He's trying to show us something. But now Abraham here, he tells his son, he says, God will provide him. 
say it all the time. They say, look, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. God will provide himself. I thank God that he's not, the Bible says he's not slack. Promise. You know, God is not lazy. He's not slothful. He's not slow to do something. See, God, look, when there's something that needs to be done, God is on top of things. See, we're slow. We're lazy. We don't feel like doing it. My God, in the opening, we've got to move beyond what we feel like. So many times there's things we need to do, but because we say we just don't feel like it. My God, I'm preaching to myself. So many times I've said, I, I just don't feel like it. It's time for us to move beyond that. You know, what if God did what he felt like? What if he did what he felt like? Because we can read in scripture how God became upset with us and even wanted to get rid of us. Getting rid of the children of Israel. Suppose he operated on what he felt like in his anger, the way we do. See, we make decisions based on how we feel when we're angry. We make decisions based on how we feel when we're tired, when we're sleepy, when we're hungry, when we're annoyed. We've got to be in a sober and right mind, in a clear mind. We must have joy no matter how we feel. This is what God wants to give you. He's offering peace. Jesus told us in one place, he said, the peace as the world's going to give you. See, the only way the world has peace, see, the way that the world teaches us to get peace, they say, oh, you've got to go to the beach. <laughs> see, they want the world. The world teaches us to get peace by going to the beach. Get a massage, or oh, you've got to go and get some alcohol, or you got to go and get this different high, or it's something you got to do to get peace. You got to go and get you some ice cream. You, you look, you need a snack for you to have. No, what we need is God. In the midst of a storm, regardless of if we're hungry or not, regardless of if we're tired or not, if we haven't had good sleep in the past two days or not. God is the answer. He will provide. We read the author here. We, we read Moses writing about Abraham. He said, God will provide himself. Somebody out there ought to be happy that we have a God. He's not lazy like we are so many times. He said, you know what? I'll do it myself. The, the scripture tells us they looked around heaven. They searched the earth. They searched below the earth, above the earth. They searched everywhere they could. And no one was found worthy. No one was found with enough strength, with enough power, with enough desire, with enough want to, with enough elbow grease. Nobody able to provide. And so the Lord said he would come. Jesus said he'd come. He'd do it. He'd do what it took. And I'm finding all the way back here, Abraham. He echoed that same thing. He said, God will provide. 
self, my God. So God had to come down to the earth and do it himself. We find him getting to work. Look, in the very first chapter of Genesis, the God went to work. You know, we don't want to go to work. I, I'm telling you, I'm preaching. I don't want to get up and go to work. But if I follow the example that God said, he did something. He got moving. He began to be productive. Look, even if I'm at home all day, there's something I can be, be productive. There's something. God will provide. Look, he, he's giving up. My God, he's providing strength for us every day to do something, to do something that will help us, to do something that will help the out of providing us strength to do something. I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the scripture. He told us to remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. He said, remember God while you're young. Remember him. Remember to do something. To be told, remember to get up and actually do something because God is providing us strength. But he said, you know what? Once you get old, and the dark days are coming. The days where it's hard for us to move. The days where our knees hurt. The days where our hands hurt. Our arms hurt. Starting to get dim. Remember God while you're young and he's providing so much strength. So I thank God he set an example for us. Look, I can't be lazy. I shouldn't be. I could be, but I shouldn't be. Because I'm watching it. Set an example for us. So he said, look, I'll go and provide. You know, uh, women talk about men. I, I hear this a lot. Women talk about how men are to provide. Look, God has provided strength for us both to do something. Look, God created a man and woman different so that both will provide something. Whatever that thing is. It's something we both provide. That's how he designed us. And so I'm thankful God himself. Abraham told his son, he said, God himself is going to provide. I'm thankful for that reason today. I want to move here, man. Because I'm, I'm watching as God is providing things. You, you know, run over, run over, man. The book of Acts 16, Acts chapter 16, verse 9. You know, I'm grateful to God for just his mercy, his, his, his grace, his love, his compassion, his long suffering, patience with a lazy generation like us. Now, don't get offended because I said, us. I'm putting me in that category. We, we have to do better as a people. Well, I leave that alone. God is providing some things for us. I, I, I have to give God. I have to give him what he's given me. I've got to do something for his name's sake. I've got to do something because he's given me so much. 
able to speak to you guys right now. I've seen people who cannot speak just to be able to talk to you. I've seen people who cannot do this. I'm thankful to God. You know, the man, um, I can't even think of his name, John the Baptist's father. I can't even think of his name right now. If you can recall it, please tell me because I can't think of his name right now. But John the Baptist's father, God shut his mouth up. Man couldn't open his mouth and speak. I guarantee you, when he finally could speak, I know he is thankful. See, God is providing so much for us. It doesn't matter if I'm struggling. Look at it. Yes, I might struggle with something. Might be struggling to pay bills. Might be hungry. Look, I'm hungry right now. Doesn't matter. Still a reason to have joy. There's still a reason for me to have joy. God has given me the ability to use my tongue, to speak words to you, to communicate to you. He's given me eyes that I can see. Things that we look at as small. We look at these things as small. Look right now. Now, I can't tell you what the future holds, but God has blessed me to at least have a a head full of hair. We look at this and say, oh, that's minor. That's small. Look, but as men continue to lose all of their hair, they go and start trying to do things to put hair back up there. They go and start coloring it in. Look, I recently learned, I didn't even know guys were doing it. These guys are going and tattooing hair on their head. Types of things. It's time for God's people to appreciate what he's given us. We can have joy if we start to realize these small things, these things that we deem as small. But they're really some big things. In Acts chapter 16, again, Acts chapter 16 and verse 9. Let's see what that says. And really quickly, Kara commented that name is uh, Zachariah. Zachariah, yes. All right, Acts chapter 16 and verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Mm-hmm. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Now, what has happened here? God. God is providing. Yep. <laughs> My Lord. Just see this. I know we're in the midst of whatever we're going through, but if you could just believe this tonight, that God is providing for you. He's providing help in a time of need. What we just read, Paul has a vision. He's praying, has a vision, and he sees a man asking for help. And he says, come over here to Macedonia to help us. God is, my Lord, God is sending help. God is sending help to us right now. We don't see the plan in action. We don't see it in the works, but God is sending help. You know, I talked to someone recently, a person I encountered. Now, I didn't know this was happening. I did not know this. 
I end up talking to a person. The person began to tell me a lot of things about themselves, a lot of things that they had endured, um, you know, over the course of their life, even things recent. But, you know, what stood out to me, the person told me they had recently been praying. My God, my God. And God sent me to help that person. God is providing for us. You would just pray. I didn't know what God was working out. I didn't know that. God would use a, a small person like me, a nobody like me, a person that he said we are less than nothing. That's what the book says. But still, in my less than nothing state, my God, God still chose to use me. See, this is the type of God tonight, a God who will provide, a God who sees what you're praying about, a God who's sending help in your direction, a God who's sending, look, even though we, I'm telling I didn't even know. I didn't know what that person had been praying about. I didn't know. I didn't have to know. God is providing for his people. But we have to believe this. We have to continue to have hope. We have to continue to have faith that he's providing exactly what we He's sending people in our lives. He's taking people out of our lives. Look, he's providing exactly what we need. He's moving us in different directions, causing changes to happen in our lives for the better. A lot of times changes take place and we become afraid. We're not sure why it's happening, but God is providing. The Bible tells us all things work together for the good. To those of us who love him, it's working together for our good. He's providing. We find here in the scripture, look, God's providing spiritual. He's providing physical needs. Whatever it is, my God, he's providing. My mind goes back to Elijah. God, God shut up heaven. It did not rain for three long years. In the midst of a drought, God still provided for his servant. He still provided for his children. God sent, <laughs> God sent a raven. I'm not talking about a person. I'm talking about the bird. Sent a raven. He sent a bird to feed Elijah. Go back and look it up. I believe it's uh, I can't remember exactly what book that's in, but I think it's chapter 17. First uh, Kings, maybe 17, I believe. He sent the raven because it brought him flesh and bread. Look, brought, brought the man sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know what kind of sandwich it was. I don't know if he had cheese on it. But God provided in the midst of a drought, in the midst of a famine, provided all the way back in the days of Joseph. Lord, I thank you for provision. It doesn't matter what happens in the economy. God's still going to provide. It doesn't matter if there's wildfires all over the place. It doesn't matter if COVID-19 is. 
But I know we move past that, but God still provided. My Lord, he still provided. It does not matter. It doesn't matter how hot it is, how cold it is. He still provides. We're living in a world. We serve a God who's going to provide for you. <laughs> if we can just get to this place, I'm telling you, we can have joy in the midst of every storm, in the midst of sickness, in the midst of our bodies attacking us. God is still providing. Uh, you know, these signs shall follow them that believe. This is what the book tells us. These signs shall follow them that believe. He listed a lot of different signs there, but you know what? He told us in that verse, even if we drink something deadly, he said it won't harm you. We're talking about a God who will provide for you. You don't have to worry about if you intake something. Now, that doesn't mean go out here and consume of these toxic materials. I'm not telling you to do that. But look, if somebody tries to take you out, somebody tries to poison you, somebody tries to kill you, you mistakenly take something you didn't mean to. But God still said he'll provide. But this is the type of God that we're serving. Said. He would provide himself. He said, lo, I come, my God. He said, lo, I come, first person. They taught us that at school. First person, point of view. God said, I'll go. Lo, I come of the book that's written of me. He said, he'll do it all by himself because there was no one else to do it. So we're serving a God. Who's providing for his children? He's not as a lot of deadbeat fathers who will not take care of their children. God will provide for his own. So all we have to do is get in his family, become a part of his kingdom. I, I want to run to one last. I didn't see my time here. My time's running out. But I want to run to one other place. Pick us up, Melvin, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Matthew 6, verse 34. God will provide. By God. It brings tears to my eyes so many times. Thinking about the goodness of God. Just thinking about ways that he has blessed me. Uh, I was uh, even uh, a few days ago driving down the road, got so close to an accident. But you know what? It doesn't even surprise me to see a lot of these things because I know it's God providing. Just because I've seen him do it so much, just because I've grown to understand little bit. I know he's provided. I know I can depend on him. I know I can count on him. Even when other people turn their backs on him, I know I can still count on him. I know I can. I know I can believe him for things I have. 
seen yet. Things I'm believing to take place in the future. I know he's going to provide. Pick us up, Melvin. What did I say? Matthew 6 and 34. Yep. Let's see what that says. Take therefore no thought. Read that again for us, Melvin. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Uh huh. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. He's trying. He's going to provide. He's trying to tell us. He's going to provide for us. Go back up, Melvin. Go back up to verse 26. You know what? Go, let's, let's just read down. Start at 25 here. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Mm-hmm. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Mm-hmm. Is not the life more than meat and the body more? Isn't this the things that cause us stress? Isn't the, are not these the things that cause us to not have joy? Look, have, if we don't have clothing, if we don't have food, if we live, if we don't have bills paid, if we don't have transportation, look, these are the things that cause us to be stressed out. But you know what? He's trying to make us understand he's going to provide. Free for us, man. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, mm-hmm. nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. You know, this is a... This is an important lesson for us to learn. Look at the birds. He says, don't you realize they don't go to work? They don't, they don't plant a field. They don't plant a garden. They don't do any of the things that we do. Every day they wake up. They don't have a refrigerator that they're storing food up in. They don't have a deep freezer. They don't have a 401k. They don't have the retirement plan. They don't have. (laughs) They do not have what we have. But he said, every day, your heavenly father is feeding them. God will provide every single day. You know, every day we wake up, God is providing another day. He's provided another second. He's provided another minute. He's provided another breath. He's provided another meal. It's God who's providing Without him, we can do nothing. Look, we can be, <laughs> I can get off this Bible study and say, you know what, I'm going to eat. And you know what, I can lose all strength in my hand. I can lose all strength in my, in my mouth to chew. It's God. Think about a man who spoke against one of God's prophets, reached forth his hand, reached forth his arm, pointed at the man, told him to bind the man up. Man lost all the strength in his arm, couldn't even bring his arm back into his body. The prophet had to pray for the man. See, 
God who's provided every time we move, my God. It's God who provided us the strength just to flex your arm, just to bend your arm, just to bring your arm back into your body. It's God. Every time we blink, it's God who provides every time your heart beats, every time your lungs contract. It's God. He's providing so much. Every second, he's providing. You know, why wouldn't we have joy? If we truly start to think about it, why wouldn't we have joy? Why wouldn't we? Every time it rains, it's God providing. Look, I know we complain about the rain. I know we're sick when it rains. It's God providing, though. How else would we get our food? How else would we get the things that we need without the rain? Every time it's providing. God's providing. Every second. So Jesus here said, you know what? The birds, they don't have everything you have going for you. They don't have a job lined up. They don't waiting on them at home already. He said, but you know what? God's providing for them. He, God is feeding them. Read for us, Melvin. There, there's an important message that Jesus is trying to get us to understand. Let's see what he says. Are ye not much better than they? Hmm? Read that. Are ye not much better than they? I know we love animals. I know we love the birds, the dogs, the cats. Look, even people even love rats. There's people that have pet rats. Now, I will not have a pet rat, but if you have one, that's good for you. If I ever get any rats in my home, if I catch them, look, I'll donate them to you because I don't want any. But he said, aren't you better than those? The creeping things, the fowls of the air, all the animals, the things that I said a while back. God, you know, he said, don't you think God loves you more than those? He does. God gave us a soul. He didn't give an animal a soul. He gave us a little bit more than them. A lot more, actually. He said, you're more important to God than they are. So if he's feeding these animals, you know, a lot of times we we hit deer. We hit, uh, we run over animals. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, I hit something one day. I don't even know what it was. I don't know if it was a possum or an armadillo. I ran, I ran over it driving down the road, probably driving about 55, 60 miles an hour. And by the time I seen it, it was too late. I tried to avoid it and I couldn't. But you know, the next day when I seen it, you know, as you see buzzards, as you see these eating these carcasses, it's God's way of providing for those animals. This is God. God knew I had no way to get out of that. I had no way. I tried to avoid it. God said no. The whole time I'm thinking, Lord, I hope I didn't damage my car. But you know what? God provided. He took care of me and he took care of those animals. He's providing. He said, don't you know, we're more important. Free for us, man. 
by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature. Mm-hmm. And why take ye thought for raiment? Mm-hmm. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Drop down to verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Look, it's time for us to believe. God will provide. He said, look, he's clothing the f- He's a thing we take for granted. You know, I, I know so many times growing up, I cut the grass and it seemed like two days later, my mom telling me cut the grass again. I'm like, my God, I just cut it. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> but God is, is God causing these things to grow. He's providing. And he said, you know what? One day is coming that the ground that we're moving across is going to be burned up. But right now, God's providing. How much more important are we? So thank God for you guys. Uh, I truly appreciate all of you because I know God has provided all of us with so much. We just have to stop and think about what it is that we have to be thankful for. So God bless you guys. Um, if you remember nothing else, just remember he's still providing. He's still providing. He's still providing. God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the news and Um, Thank you. Um, but it's definitely true to stop moving on how we feel and um, be grateful because God has provided, um, like Tony was just saying, with every breath, with every heartbeat, I remember I looked up a while ago. I forgot what that number was, but um, some 30,000 times we breathe every single day. And we don't even think about it because. But a lot of people are on what what they call artificial life, where they have a machine breathing for them. They're not able to breathe on their own. And when you really think about it, none of us are really able to breathe on our own. It's God who provides that. And um, I love that Abraham story that we beginning because um, he's called the father of faith for a reason. There were other people that went with him to that mountain. And he said, hold on, wait right here. We will be back. Meaning he and his son will be back, even though God told him to sacrifice his son. So we same faith. There is a song by, uh, what's her name? Jekyllin Carr called Jehovah Jireh or the Lord will provide. And I really do love that song because he will. And another song I'm thinking about um, is called Joy. Then it says, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Take it, take it away. Jesus said he can give us peace that passes all understanding. And I don't want to take anything for granted. I want to thank God for everything that he's provided for me, both known and unknown. And especially the things that I don't know about, the things that he didn't. And we may find ourselves be upset with God, but even in those situations, these situations he's providing because he, he knew that the thing that we really wanted, if we got it, it could be a major distraction. We could get into this situation, that situation. So he's providing us a way to get out before we even 
And yet we find ourselves upset with him. So I thank him for that. Uh, We had a Bible study that said, um, don't take it for granted back in November. It's a really powerful Bible study because it's a lot of things. And I can be guilty of this that we take for granted. We just don't think about. But everything is a blessing is provided from God. Without him, we can do nothing. So that's all that I have to add. Uh, Thank you for all of the comments. Uh, Let's see. Who do we have? We have Cynthia Kims, DeRosa, Casey, Kiara, Bridget, David, and Justin. Thank you guys so much for leaving a comment. Encourage you guys to ask questions and interact, like and share the video so that more people can see it because this is very important. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. It's always a good message. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always. Relations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. No matter what your earthly situation is looking like, learn how to not act on how we feel, but look at it from God's perspective. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Until then, you guys be happy, have a safe and blessed weekend, and we'll see you guys the next time, Lord's willing. So again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.